Are you someone with a dream, passion, and desire to become an entrepreneur? Hi, I'm Corey Mosley, and I'm on a mission to provide education and empowerment to aspiring entrepreneurs. If that's you, you're invited to join me every week as I talk with everyday entrepreneurs committed to beating the odds and building their businesses. Welcome to the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast, the place where aspiring entrepreneurs go to get the information they need to get that business started or get it growing. As always, I am bringing you some of the best and brightest entrepreneurs across the country, people just like you who have, you know, whether kicked the nine to five goodbye or really said, you know what, now's the time for me to follow my passion. And, you know, today's show is not any different. And as you guys know, if you've been listening to the show, I really, as much as I'm meeting new people and new entrepreneurs, and that's great, I always find it's best to highlight people that I actually do business with, you know, in my business, right? So why not have other entrepreneurs help other entrepreneurs? So that's what I'm doing today. My next guest and our guest today is Kim Brundage of Kim Brundage Photography. She started this company back in 2013 after spending over 20 years in the healthcare sector. She's got degrees up the wazoo. She's Lean Sigma, Six Sigma, Black Belt certified. She's worked for some of the major names in healthcare like the Cleveland Clinic, Henry Ford Health System, Bon Secours, Virginia. And interesting enough, fun fact with Kim, she actually pioneered the 30-minute emergency care process and program to the Richmond, Virginia area. But Her love was photography. So she sat down and said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. She's married to the love of her life, Jeff, and has a wonderful, kind-hearted teenage son. I like that you put in kind-hearted there. When she's not photographing, photographing, I like that. When she's not photographing, you'll find Kim and her family. See, we have fun on this show, Kim. You'll find Kim and her family biking, traveling, and gardening. Let me tell you, she's real serious with that biking. Like, how many miles, Kim? What was the last one you did? Tomorrow. I'm going to do 100 miles tomorrow, my first century. 100 miles. God bless you. I will do that too. <laughs> it just will be on my motorcycle. Kim, thanks for joining yes, the show today. Nice. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. Absolutely. We're excited that you were finally able to join the show here. So I wanted to have you on when I reached out to you because like so many people and so many of our listeners, they're not just dreaming, you know, it's not about dreams or or these type of things, or they're just sitting around doing nothing, hoping they can have some million dollar idea just fall in their lap. They're working in the corporate world. They're in middle management. Some of them are in the C-suite. They have, you know, very important jobs, big jobs, but something, you know, inside them is saying, hey, you know, there's really something else I want to be doing. And even though I may make good money, right? I love that term because it's so variable, right? Whenever someone says, oh, you know, they make good money. I always say, well, what is your interpretation of good money? But you have these scenarios where they've got good jobs by society standards. They're making money by society standards. Statistically, they say you don't need any more than 80 grand to be happy. Uh, That seems to be the threshold. So people are making money. Maybe they have great families, but there's something incomplete in them. And you spent 20 years in healthcare. You had some very interesting jobs. You were on the forefront of a lot of different things, a lot of training. Talk to me briefly about your history, but like, I want to get really to that light bulb moment for you where you're like, I just have to do this. 
Well, it was interesting because photography was always in me. So I can remember from the eighth grade. And so I squelched it. I totally squelched it. I went and did the right thing. I got my education. I got my degrees and my master's degree and did the whole corporate world. But this whole time, photography was rising up in me more and more and more. And as I look back, I can see it clearly. Mm. And I just didn't feel like I could make good money at it. And so... I kept on doing it. I picked it up as a hobby at first. And then when my son was born, I took more pictures and did landscape. And it just kept on increasing until I wasn't happy until I was either learning about the photography business or out there shooting my camera. And I really had to listen to that. And I found that I was in board meetings with people and I was thinking about how I would photograph the situation (laughs) and paying attention to what was being said. So I think that, you know, every one of us has a certain calling and certain talents and it's really important to listen to that and, you know, gear up for it. And I'm very, very appreciative of my corporate experience and having that business acumen to help me be a successful entrepreneur So I wouldn't trade it, but I just, I feel like it's really important to listen to it. So the common questions that always come up, right? You know, finances and money and how much does it take to get started a business? People, number one, they love to tell me this. I just did a video about it. They love to tell me how money is their greatest problem, right? If I just had the money to start or the money to do this, and you and I both know there's so many different things in the marketplace now with apps and software. That's like most people will give you stuff free just to get you using their product, right? Your CRM or your scheduler or all these Mm -hmm. things are so free. Was it a strategy where you said, I'm going to go start this business, meaning we prepared, you talked to Jeff, you financially secured X amount of dollars, or was it more of a moment when you're like, I'm going to go do this? Talk to me about how did you prepare or did you prepare to actually establish your photography business? Well, I had been, um, I started my business license in 2011. I had a full-time job, but I didn't go full-time with photography until 2013, and a fortuitous moment was happened when I did get laid off from Capital One. And mm. I said, all right, I talked to my photography mentor and she said, give the photography for a year and decide after one year if you want to stay in the game or go back to the corporate world. And I uh-huh. thought that was really sound advice because, yes, you can always out on a year of corporate world. It's not going to be the end of the world at all. Right. And it's a very good you know, nothing's permanent. And I think so many times we think things are permanent. And so we don't, we have a hard time going forward. What was the first thing that you did? The first thing I did was figure out places to network and meet people and try to surround myself with other entrepreneurs and potential clients. Right. Almost everybody. I mean, the good thing in your kind of genre, because so what do you call, I don't want to miss call it because one of the things I think you've done very, very well, which I had, as you know, you know, I had been going to the same place annually to get photos done for two or three years consistently, really hadn't thought too much about it um, until I actually met you, you know, through NSA Association, National Speakers Association. And your kind of approach, you know, you weren't cheap, um, uh, but, you know, value is relative, right? But your whole conversational approach to what you call, you call things personal branding sessions. You look at the Mm -hmm. brand and obviously kindred soul because I'm such an optics person myself um, when it comes to brand. But you had to realize, right, there's a million people who do photography and take pictures. So kind of what was your thinking about 
how you crafted your story and say, you know what, I'm not just doing headshots. I'm not just doing, you know, shooting people. It's personal branding. There's a strategy behind it. Talk to us a little bit about how you arrived at that strategy. And then, you know, we can share kind of, because you use a, you bring in a stylist and the makeup and, you know, people yeah. come to your house or people all up in my closet, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm always run ready myself. So, um, right. but there are a lot of people who need that, you know, extra mm-hmm. stuff. So, I just asked you six questions, but go ahead yep. and, and bundle answer them for the audience. Okay. <laughs> so I have the marketing background. That's what I did in healthcare. And so there was a lot of branding that I did and opening up new centers. Like I opened up the Gamma Knife Center for the Cleveland Clinic and just the, also for the Josephine Ford Cancer Center, branding that for Henry Ford Health System. And so I had all that experience and instead of focusing on children and families and landscape or glamour photography, which I dabbled in all those, I really felt like I'm a very practical person and I want to help people grow. And that's where my niche is, is in the marketing. And so when I do a branding, personalized branding session with you or anyone else, I sit down with you and we have an hour session and I ask you, what do you want to convey to your ideal clients? And what are your three to five words that you want to convey when they see you visually? And so we Mm -hmm. help tell that story through your clothing. And so that's why there's a wardrobe stylist. And then we want to help you look and feel your best. And, you know, that is on the spectrum for males and females, but having your hair and makeup done and having that. So we account for every single detail. And sometimes we include props, fun things like motorcycles and Mm -hmm. to help tell that story. Because people want that authenticity and that transparency. You've got so, so many competition so, out there. So was it always something out of the game? Because so much I talk to people about, you know, crafting their story. I talk to people mm-hmm. about, right, how they – so did you say, hey, I need to have a different spin. What is it going to be? Or it was always immediate that, you know, this has to be about branding. Or did you say, how can I be separate? How can I justify higher fees also, mm-hmm. right? Because so many people are, you know, they're busy making no money, right? right. So super booked, super busy and starving, yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. very nervous about, so talk to me a little bit about, did you create that as a strategy or was that built in? And when it came to fees, how did you arrive at saying, you know what? I, I want to be a premium service. I'm putting out a premium product. Mm-hmm. So I was dabbling a little bit in glamour photography, which, you know, glamour photography was big in the 80s, and that's kind of made a little bit of a comeback. And so right. the, the, some of the women that I was working with were business, and they weren't really into pictures of themselves, but they were into pictures from their business. So I saw a need for there. And then that, right. I realized, was much more my comfort zone, given mm. my business background. And right. so it was just a really easy niche for me to go for and have credibility and and to it. And then to answer the second question, mm-hmm. you know, I read a lot of books and definitely decided I didn't want to be, you know, a Walmart or a low cost photographer. Right. So I priced myself accordingly to be able to support what I do. So just for folks that are wondering out there, yes, hidden somewhere deep in Kim's vault is a picture where she made me wear a cape. Uh, <laughs> that, that picture will not... Cape. 
<laughs> that picture will not make its way for public consumption or view, but it does sit in her private vault there. That's right. So, so you made another commitment. You and your husband made another commitment, right? So instead of renting out commercial space or that type mm-hmm. of thing, you really renovated or added on literally to your home uh, and mm-hmm. built a studio on, which obviously that's a serious commitment for a lot of people, right? So how did you arrive at that? Did you get the business to a certain point or did you say, hey, if I'm going to be taken seriously, right, I need to, you know, we need to Mm -hmm. present ourselves in the way that justifies what we want our persona to be. What was kind of the thought process there? That's a great question because I was, I literally was so wanted to do this that I started in my bedroom. And so that was. That's a very personal place to uh, interview clientele. <laughs> People were, you know, changing in my closet, getting their hair and makeup done in my bathroom. <laughs> And um, the good old days, days. most people were fine with it because they could see the results and it didn't look like it was taken in my bedroom, but it was still like this big ordeal before they came to clean and make sure everything was put away and uh, neat. And, you know, some people didn't have a problem with it and other people felt like they were invading my personal space. And I'm not the type of person that brings people up to my, like, like, look at my bedroom. So it was, you know, a big leap for me to do that. Thankfully, I had an extra long bedroom and that beautiful natural light. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, to be taken seriously, to have the studio, I had a really good year in 2016 and said, okay, it looks like this is really building momentum. Let's do this. And I'm so gotcha. grateful to have the space. I didn't want the commercial space. I didn't want that commitment. So the way we built the studio space was that for resale, it'll be a perfect mother-in-law suite. It has a mm-hmm, full mm-hmm. bathroom. Yep. And or people could rent it out if they chose. Smart. But it's Smart. Beautiful, beautiful space I get to work in. So often when I work with entrepreneurs, especially those that are married, right, there's always this question of how the spouse supports because there's a lot of people you know that pretend to support you but really they say hey you know sounds like a good idea but and then really everything after the but is what they wanted to say Mm -hmm. as a deterrent wrapped up in love right and love advice so how did you know talk about you mentioned jeff in the opening um how did for people out there who may be in a situation um that you know they want to start something or want to follow a passion in greater detail Mm -hmm. whether someone is sitting in a similar situation where they were laid off and now saw that, you know, depending on how religious or people, spiritual people are, right? Sometimes that's a sign, right? You were laid off and you had been procrastinating and the Lord stepped in, right? And said, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to push you in that direction. What advice do you have? How did that happen in your household? Um, And what is your advice to spouses and people who, you know, want to have that conversation about, seriously pursuing their own business? Well, it was really neat because my husband got my website URL even before I thought that it was something to do. So he had secured it and he saw the writing on the wall. He saw the train coming down the tracks that this is something (laughs) that I was going to do and, and work up into. And so he's been 110% supportive and that's been huge because, um, he's helped me every step of the way. And I think that spouse's support is really important. And I haven't had any buts. I mean, it's been, I'm like, I want to go do this. I want to go do that. And, and he's like, all right, this is how I can help support you. So I've awesome. been super lucky to have that. Okay. So you had some prep time before coming on the show. So you know that this is the part of the show where I'm going to ask you about your craziest entrepreneurship moments. So in the past, people have been, you know, oh, I don't know. Let me think about it. But you had weeks to prepare <laughs> for this. So 
So what would you say to our audience is your craziest entrepreneurship moment? I think my craziest entrepreneurship moment is um, taking on a passion project that has nothing to do with my business and, you know, investing five grand into that to see something else come out of fruition and creation. And what's that? It's called Identity RVA. And I photographed and had videotaped 11 different women from diverse backgrounds and ways of beliefs and thinking and gender identity and sexual preference, the whole gamut, and wanted to help start conversations. And so that is my first art exhibit. And it's been and a there's journey. no there's no there's no profit to this. This is all an investment. There's no profit. It's all a labor of love. Which is so like yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I, well, I'm glad to see nothing dramatic has happened to you. Like you know, <laughs> scaffolding falling down in the middle of a picture set, or or something along those lines. It's, if your greatest challenge as far has been spending some money to follow another passion of yours, you're yeah. you're doing okay there. <laughs> All right, you will not qualify for the uh, podcast winner of Craziest Entrepreneurship Moment. Um, Although, where can that exhibit be seen? Is there a website URL or where is it going to be at? Well, right now it's at Crossroads Art Center and it's coming down on Monday morning and I'm going to find another home for it. And I would like to do page two. But if you go to kimbarnage.com slash identity, you can find more information and you can see the complete interviews there. Um, Awesome. But that was an act of... I don't know, faith or something, because I'm not going to make any money off and I'm very money, you know, bottom line driven. So Right. Well, somebody's going to see those pictures. They're going to say they're fantastic. They're going to say, how can I hire her for sure? Hopefully. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You know what's next then? You know, it's time for the entrepreneurship rapid fire section. That's where you give our audience some insights into what makes you tick as an entrepreneur. Are you ready, Kim? I am ready. Okay. PC or Mac? Mac. What's your favorite credit card for small business? Capital One Spark Card. Are you physical planner or you keep your schedule digitally? I'm digitally is the planner. What's your favorite software to manage your business? Studio Cloud. Starbucks, Dunkin' or other? Starbucks. What's your drink? Um, I just get a... um, like a tea or something. I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boo. I, I want to hear like 190 degrees, shaking, not stirred, right? Right. I know. Are you a thank you card or thank you email kind of gal? Thank you card with one of my photos. Okay. Yes, we have. In fact, yes. my wife framed the photo. That yes. Said. It's in yes. our home. Hardcover, tablet, or audio book when you read? All. 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 Okay. What's your next big goal? Next big goal is the doing the phase two of the identity RVA, and that's going to be another big undertaking. So, okay, and keep one growing day, the business. That's good. <laughs> one day with any mentor, who would that person be? Oprah. Oprah. What would you ask Oprah? Oh my goodness, what would I ask Oprah? Oh my goodness, I would just like want to soak her up. Like she's <laughs> overcome so much naysayers and adversity right. from the time she was young to now, and she continues to get it. But she just keeps on trucking. That's right. Yeah, that Maybe. that would be a fun time, right? I need yes. like I need to hang out at the house though. She just bought some remote island somewhere. They said that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to yeah. meet her for five minutes in a because I want a contest. Like I'm gonna be like, oh, right. Oprah's here, and I got her for like. A day. Yeah. And she feeds you, right? <laughs> yes. And she feeds you. Well, you know, there's going to be food if you, yeah, if you roll exactly. it over. So. Good. Cool. <laughs> okay. So we're moving on to our final segment. This is entrepreneurship trivia. 
This is where I'm going to ask you, of course, a trivia question. If you successfully get the answer right, fingers crossed, I will be donating $25 to the charity of your choice. If and when you get it wrong, <laughs> fingers crossed, you'll be donating $25 to the charity of my choice. Do you agree to those terms? Oh, absolutely. Okay, fantastic. So, $1 million. <laughs> your question is going to be I had a list here, but I picked one specially for you. Who said this quote? The best way to predict the future is to create it. Now, I'm going to give you multiple choice, so I'm not going to just leave you out there. Your selection options are A, Peter Drucker, B, Warren Buffett, or C, Bill Gates. Oh, my goodness. Quick Google search says. No. <laughs> um, the best way to predict Buffett. the future. Warren Buffett, final answer? Yeah. Warren Buffett is the incorrect answer. Wow. Excellent. Again. The, the correct answer was management guru Peter Drucker, Drucker said the best way to predict the future is to create it. So the good news is the KLM Scholarship Fund, which is a Richmond uh, nonprofit that provides scholarships to book scholarships to children who cannot afford them to go to college uh, will be picking up $25 from Kim Brundage and Kim Brundage Photography. That is excellent. They know I'm their rainmaker over here. So I want to make these questions even tougher. Kim, tell me, how can people get in touch with you? Okay, they can go to kimbrundage.com. That's K-I-M-B-R-U-N-D-A-G-E.com. And Kim Brunish Photography on Facebook and LinkedIn. You're on Instagram also, yes. I'm on Instagram, yes. Okay, cool. You're everywhere. So you do the branding sessions, and then also the other thing you do is these cool, these headshot parties, right? Mm -hmm. Just tell me a little bit about that, because there's always people that are trying to get that refreshed. Yes, and they need to, because that's your first impression. So we do headshot parties where you come in, you get a brief wardrobe consult, then, and we always ask you what you want to convey with your headshot. And so everything's customized and you get your hair, your makeup. Then I photograph you according to what your words are. You immediately see your images come up on the screen and then you, you select your images from there. And then you get your images in a week. Awesome. It's literally bit, bam, boom. Kim, I want to thank you for joining the show today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that brings us to another end of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and continue to tune in. Find us everywhere now. We're streaming on iHeart, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Radio Republic. We're literally everywhere and we're growing. And we're growing because of listeners like you. So I'll leave you with this. As always, keep the mind sharp, the vision clear, the resolve strong, and you will make it. I'm Corey Mosley. This has been another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'll see you later. Are you still there? I just want to say thank you again for listening to this podcast. Our podcast is distributed to several different sources like iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud, plus, of course, our own website. And it would mean so much to me if you liked the show to leave a review. It, of course, helps to build our popularity, but it also helps us come up in search engines so we can reach as many entrepreneurs as possible. So, can I count on you to leave a review? I know I can. Thanks again, and I look forward to sharing with you next week.